Hi, I'm Anna Rose Carell, and you're listening to the Wildly Well Podcast. We exist to help women live healthy, whole lives deeply connected to God, themselves, and others. We're going to get real. You're going to get some tools and practical takeaways to care for your body, mind, and soul. And we're all going to get down on our knees in worship and prayer before the Lord. Because that's where we don't just get well, we get wildly well. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Let's go. All right, guys. Today, we are getting really practical. The first few episodes of the podcast, we have been building some of the core beliefs and really just the foundation of what we're talking about, what we believe at Wildly Well, and just what our conversations will look like. And I'm really excited to get practical today and to give you some tangible takeaways to help you in your health journey, in your wellness journey, wherever you're at. And so what I know from my own experience is that when we don't feel good and that when we know, okay, something is probably off in my body, it is really overwhelming. And it's really overwhelming to know, okay, where do I even start with this? When you're at the very beginning or you've been navigating these symptoms for years without any improvement or signs of healing, it can be really, really isolating and overwhelming. And even if you're, you know, decades into navigating symptoms or you've overcome or you know you've really turned your autoimmune diagnoses around and you're not even experiencing symptoms all the time anymore even when we have a season of a flare-up when we get sick with just whatever common bug is going around town it is still it can be hard and I think sickness and being out of what we would hope our body would feel like, being just kind of off the grid a little bit, it rubs us up against the limitation of being, of just our humanity. And so I know it's very hard when you don't feel good. And so today I want to give you five practical takeaways and steps of Okay, here's a roadmap of five practical things you can do when you don't feel good. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey, you're just now pursuing, okay, I'm ready for healing, I'm ready to take responsibility and start to figure some of this stuff out, or like I just said, whether you are a seasoned pro and you you know your body really well, but you are in a season of flare-up and I would even venture out to say that these five steps can really be used for any trial in life, any time that you're in the pit or feel just really out of it, you just feel beat down, these five steps can really help. And honestly, these are five steps that I need in my life right now. Physically, I'm just getting over a virus and it takes my body longer than probably the average body to get over that. So 
I'm feeling that. And just the some circumstances in life, I have just felt beat down. And so these are five steps that, yes, are helping me with my physical recovery and health journey, but they are also helping me and sustaining me internally through just hard seasons and painful circumstances. So let's just, let's dive into it. So step number one, or thing number one, tip number one, call it whatever you'd like, but thing number one is pray. And I have a feeling that if you're anything like me, you might be rolling your eyes because we hear this all the time. Just pray about it. Take it to God. Take it to the feet of Jesus. Just, you know, just give it to him and don't worry about it. And while I am very much telling you <laughs> and encouraging you to take it to him, I'm not going to tell you to just take it to him and don't consider your physical health. Don't consider any of the worries or the feelings that come up because he cares about those worries and those feelings and our physical bodies need tending to. And that's why there are five steps here. There's not just one. So just want to bring some transparency and just be real with you that yes, I believe praying is the most important place to start and I'll get into that. But I just want to encourage you that this is not just some super duper spiritual, just give it to God and you'll be healed. Even though I do believe he can heal you in an instant, this is not me telling you that praying is going to take care of everything when there are other things that you can partner with prayer and partner with God in to find physical healing and freedom. So, Praying really is, as much as it might sound cheesy and as much as you might have heard that and be tired of hearing it, I promise you that this is the very best place you can start. Inviting God into your health journey right at the top or right in this season that you're in. Don't wait a minute longer. He already knows the plan of how there will be healing. He knows exactly what's going on inside of your body and he knows exactly how you're feeling about it. And so you might as well invite him into it right off the bat. And I think it's going to save you a lot of agony, a lot of time where you're wondering and trying to figure it out on your own. I really think he he's going to open doors for you and you're going to recognize that and see him opening doors for you and revealing the path that is ahead for you when you invite him into it. And we can keep it simple. It does not have to be this long or innate, really detailed and beautifully scripted prayer. It doesn't even have to be a deep spiritual moment that you feel like changes everything in your life. It can be super simple. He hears every prayer that you pray. Every time you reach out to him, he's right there. He Nothing goes unheard by him. And so if you are on the floor weeping 
just to ask him, God, help. I don't know what to do. I really need your help. Period. It can be that simple. If you can't get out of bed, if you don't feel well and you don't feel like connecting with him, if you're angry with him or feel far away from him, just tell him that very plainly in simple, plain English. You can just tell him that. He hears it. And I would also say when you don't have the words to pray, you have a beautiful book available to you called the Bible and there are prayers in there for these moments when you have nothing to say or nothing to give and I once had my therapist tell me to read scripture out loud over yourself because it changes something in just in the dynamic of your space. Let it live in your space, in your home. Let it wash over you. And there's truly something about engaging your mouth and your body of of expressing it out loud, of saying this is true. Even if I don't feel it right now, I know this is true. It really does change something. He hears it, he honors it, and he sees you reaching out to him. And you don't have to muster up the strength or energy to try to get to him. He's already with you. He's already there. He wants to rush in and be with you and help you and heal you. And all it takes is inviting him into that and he's there. And the final note about prayer that is really profound and I just want you to keep this in the back of your mind through your health journey, through every appointment through every step you take along this road. As a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. And so because he dwells in you, he is very familiar with your body. He's very familiar with what's going on inside of it. And he knows, he knows every single last thing that is not functioning perfectly, that is not functioning as perfectly as it was intended originally intended in the garden before sin before the fall and so he is very familiar with your body and he could name every single thing that's going on inside of you so why would you not ask him for insight just hey holy spirit i don't know what's going on and that worries me and i don't know where to turn right now But I would really, really, really love your guidance and insight and knowledge so that I can honor you and take care of this body as best that I can. And he also, I think, will help us name how we're feeling, which that's going to be a whole other conversation because I think naming how we are feeling is powerful to put words to what we're physically experiencing helps us connect to God, to our people, ourselves, and to our doctors. So I would just ask Holy Spirit for insight and for wisdom because he's got it. And when we don't, we know where to turn and get that. Okay, moving on to step number two. Take it one day at a time. And this is really 
everything. I think it was a couple episodes ago, we had Alyssa McHugh on the podcast, and she made such a brilliant point that I have gone back to over and over and over again in my own life over the past few years, and that is, it is so easy to dwell on, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this semester? How am I going to finish this project? How am I going to get through this week or this weekend? I have nothing left, and we can get really worried, and I mean, right? It seems so logical in our brain of like, if I can barely get through this day, there's no way I'm going to be able to do X, Y, Z. And I remember this, especially in college, being so hard when the culture in the college collegiate system right now is go, 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 hustle, 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 do all the things, stay up all night, have all the friends, get the best grades, have the best social life. Like it's, it is a lot of pressure and a lot of what I felt like a lot of people who didn't have to tend to their physical body and their symptoms as much as me because they probably didn't have any symptoms, honestly. Um, And it can be defeating as heck to think about how we won't be able to get through a season. And I would just encourage you that Jesus is a very practical man and God. He, I think it can be easy to think of him and the Bible as ultra spiritual, kind of this aspirational place of where we want to be and how we want to be. And at the same, while that's true, I mean, yes, faith and believing in him and our walk with him, a lot of it is unseen while we are on earth. But he is at the same time very practical. And I, I mean, we see throughout the gospels, he encourages the disciples to eat, to just simply nourish their bodies. Like, hey, we've been out doing ministry all day. How about a meal to take care of ourselves? right? We see this over and over, and I appreciate it so much, just how we see his care and his attention to detail, and just also, hey, if this is going on, this is a simple solution that you can do right now (laughs) to help, to help that. And I want to point out Matthew 6, verse 34, that says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And man, we see that verse a lot um, and hear it in that passage in relation to provision and God providing for what we will eat and what we will wear and just knowing that he is the ultimate sustainer of us. And I think in considering what he's providing for us, we can also include the energy that he gives us. 
And so we don't need to think about tomorrow or next week or, you know, the event in two weeks that, oh, I don't know if I'm going to feel good enough for that. We just get to worry about today. And I don't even want to say worry about. We just get to be in the present moment today and every day after will come. Every day after, we will take care of what needs to get done that day. I mean, I look back on the previous seasons in my life where I had those deep worries and panic moments of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to get through XYZ. And I would just, if I could turn to her and give her a hug and tell her anything right now, it would be that you made it through, that God brought you through those seasons and it's okay. And the same is going to be true now and in the future. And all I'm responsible for today is today. That is it. So if you are feeling that kind of panic or pressure or fear building of, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through my life if I don't feel good? I would encourage you to when you've noticed that thought or when you start to feel that tension in your body, because I, I feel that tension when I start to get worried, there is physical tension in my body. If you start to notice those things, I would encourage you to either write them down, get them out of your head and, or say to yourself, all I am responsible for today is today. That is it. And you can also write down Matthew 6.34 with it and just know that that's not just a self-help tip. That is from Jesus Christ. Those are his words that you get to be present today and just take care of today. Get through today. Take care of your body how you need to. And then tomorrow, you'll figure out tomorrow. And so it's oftentimes easier said than done. I know, but continue to include this practice into your life, into your health journey, and I think you will feel some relief and that you will feel like you're on this track of healing. Thing number three, ask around. And what I mean by this is starting conversations with your friends, with the people in your life, For two reasons. One, to connect with them because not feeling well is uber isolating. It feels, it can feel very much like you are alone, like no one understands how you're feeling. And it just, yeah, that feeling can spin us into a lot of despair and hopelessness and isolation and So I would encourage you to start these conversations with the people in your life to express to them, hey, I'm feeling these symptoms. I'm not feeling well. I'm feeling this thing physically and it's affecting me emotionally this way. And it's been really hard. I would, yeah, I would start those conversations and reach out, build a bridge of connection with the people in your life because they don't know what they don't know and so start that conversation 
build that connection, but then that also really helps and supports the second part of this, of why you're asking around, is to ask people in your life if either they have ever felt this way that you are feeling, or if they know a doctor that could help them, if they've seen a doctor, if they have friends or family who have seen a doctor that could help. And that truly is going to be your best bet for finding healthcare that you probably feel comfortable in, you're willing to take a step out in faith and see them no matter the cost of it. If you know people who have had successful or just positive experiences with the healthcare providers, and I know that's also a pain point when you don't feel good and you don't know where to start is, oh my gosh, I can hardly get through the day. How am I going to find a doctor? And I think that again, going back to prayer and inviting God into that, when we ask him, hey, will you show me some people in my life who might be a good resource or might be a good friend in this season, he's going to show you. I have never not had him answer that prayer for me. And now he might, you know, build that relationship for reasons you're not expecting, but inviting him into it is going to be your best bet and inviting the people in your life into this journey is going to be really helpful and practically hopefully get you some resources and get you closer to a doctor or to another expert that can help you but it's also going to build so much connection and help combat that isolation that lie that you are in this alone because I promise you, you are not. One, we have already established that God is with you. He is in you. He is waiting. As soon as you say the word, he's on it. He's just covering you in love and is just leading you in the path that he has laid out for you. Um, so we know that and we know that he is doing that and the people in your life are not on accident. He has placed them perfectly to be with you and you might be surprised with the relationships that that he gives you. So thing number three, ask around and just start conversations with people in your life. It really will, I think, be an encouraging step that I think we often overlook, but in my experience, has been transformational. Okay, number four, prioritize sleep. So if you were going to ask me, where is the one place that I should really start if I'm going to make practical lifestyle changes to help my body, to help myself when I don't feel good, where should I start? And I would tell you with your sleep. Because when it comes to other lifestyle changes with, you know, what what should you eat? There's so many different theories out there and every single body is different and is going to respond to different foods differently. And so I can't give you a one-size-fits-all roadmap of, okay, here's exactly what you should eat. Also, if you were looking to swap out 
um, different products in your home to be less toxic or, you know, anything that involves money, I think, is worthwhile. There's something to be said about investing in the changes you're making for your body. And when you're just at the beginning or when you just are looking for a reset, you need help, I would really just encourage you to go back to the basics. Start where you're at. Start with what you can control, which is really when you go to bed and when you wake up and what your sleep hygiene looks like, what the circumstances are around you going to bed. And two things I think that are really going to help you get into a good sleeping cycle, sleeping schedule, rhythm, is going to be focusing on the nighttime routine and the morning routine and getting into these good rhythms that help communicate to your body, hey, we're winding down, we're going to go to sleep soon, and hey, the day has started, let's go, right? And so for me, I'll, I'll just tell you, this has been transformational, especially waking up at the same time each morning as best I can, as often as I can. Getting in a consistent sleep schedule has really, really helped my system just function optimally and has really helped heal the adrenal fatigue that I have, have been and still kind of am healing from but the sleep schedule helps by far. And so if we want to get good sleep and we want, you know, to feel as best we can rested the next day, which I know isn't always possible when there's so much just junk inside of us and so many things happening inside of us that we do need doctors for, um, good sleep is not always going to be possible or I should say feeling super rested whenever we wake up is not always going to be possible but we can start a new trend in our lives and we can focus on the night before on that bedtime routine the evening routine for me right now it looks like I usually am home um, winding down sometime between 9.30 and 10.15 at night. That's usually my window. And I take my makeup off, wash my face, do my skincare, brush my teeth, rinse off in the shower, just kind of let my body <laughs> clean itself and um, just be refreshed. And it just puts me in kind of a chill, nice, calm mood. And depending on what time it is after that, I will either, if I have time to watch a show, maybe I'll do that. If I don't have as much time or I just need a break from technology, which is very real, I will read a little bit of a book or I'll journal for a few minutes, just depending on what my body and mind need that specific day, but something in that realm, something that kind of calms me down, helps me get my thoughts out for the night, and then I crawl into bed, and that is that. Oh, and I left out another key part. 
I also set out my workout clothes for the next morning just so that my morning is a little bit smoother. It takes a little bit of weight off of what I'm doing in the morning or what I have to do. So I just feel like I'm starting the day on a light, nice foot. I've helped myself start the next day really well. And then I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning and what's worked for me recently is waking up at right around seven o'clock and maybe your body can handle it earlier. Maybe you need 15, 20, 30, however much longer of sleep. Um, But the game changer for me has been I plug my phone in and I set my alarm I plug it in across the room from my bed. So I physically have to get out of bed to go turn off my alarm, start my day. And honestly, I had the worst snooze problem in probably the history of the world. Like I would hit snooze for hours. I would want to get up at 6.30, but then whoops, guess it's now it's 8.30. (laughs) Um, And it just was not helping me start my days well. I felt groggy and I just realized, okay, that is not how I want to start the day. As much as it feels comfortable and warm to stay under the covers, the rest of my morning and probably afternoon is just thrown off if I keep doing that. So I started putting my phone across the room and honestly, if I were not a single woman living in an apartment in Dallas, Texas, (laughs) or in an urban setting, I would love to put my phone across my whole apartment. I'd love to just leave it in the kitchen and shut it down for the night, but it does give me a little sense of safety to have my phone in my bedroom. So I just plug it in across the room. I wake up at seven. I go brush my teeth, take my thyroid meds, And then I make my bed, I put on those workout clothes, and then I lace up my shoes and I go for anywhere between a 30 and 50 minute walk usually. Um, And then I come back and spend some time with the Lord, whether I'm journaling down some thoughts and prayers or I'm reading the word or some mornings I just need worship music to pour over me and to connect with God that way. Whatever whatever I'm needing that day, I try not to put it in a prescriptive box. That's how I start my morning and then I go shower, get ready, and boom, I'm ready for work. So that's that's what my mornings look like and I will say that getting on that consistent sleep schedule is a very practical and very I don't want to say easy because it does take some shifting and intentionality but it is a very low barrier way to make a lifestyle change that is going to impact your health and your well-being and I also I had My therapist say to me one time, which I just love this, she said, sometimes sleep is the most spiritual thing you can do to stop worrying about stuff, to stop trying to figure things out, to stop trying to process every last drop of emotion or mental gymnastics that (laughs) you need to process. 
And I just love that. We see Jesus sleeping in the Gospels. We know that we were wired for sleep. It's just a part of the process of being a human and it is good for us. So I love that. I hope that is a very tangible step and something that is realistic that you can implement in your life. And finally, thing number five is pick your words that are going to get you through this. Pick the words that are going to get you through this. Sometimes we just need words that are not our own when things go sideways, when things are really hard to encourage us and keep us going. And we get to choose to be an active contender in our lives. We get to choose to fight for our health and our wholeness and to be just as present as we can in this life. And I think that means acknowledging that there are going to be moments when we will not have the strength or endurance within ourselves to keep going. So this step is really to take the time to equip yourself for those moments. And what I mean by that, what, what words could help you? One, I would say pick your fight song. Pick a song or make a playlist that you turn to when things are really hard. When you just need someone else <laughs> to speak truth to you and to let it wash over you. And I have a playlist. I will link it in the show notes. It is called True Love. And this is my go-to when I just don't have words. When I'm on the floor weeping. <laughs> when I don't have the strength to get out of bed. When I'm just tired or emotional or whatever it is. I will put on this playlist and I've really tried to curate it and to kind of keep uh keep it to where it's songs that are beautiful one and two are helping establish and build intimacy with God so to me they feel like very intimate songs and I just let them play when I don't have the words and then the second thing that I would encourage you of where you can find the words that will help you keep going is the Bible. <laughs> and if you're anything like me, again, sometimes you just don't have it in you to search through the Bible and find a verse or a chapter or something that's really encouraging for you right then and there. And so, again, going back to prayer... He he. We, we know this is a cornerstone principle of our lives and that's why it was step number one because it when we infuse prayer into every single one of these steps it's just it makes life so much so much more fruitful and better and just more lovely and prayer and, and God's love and communicating with him and his love is really the oil that keeps the engine of our lives going. It's, that's just true. So going back to, okay, well, what do I do when I don't know where to go in the Bible or I don't have the energy or I just honestly feel like, is that really going to help me? 
I would again go back to prayer and ask, ask God, hey, Holy Spirit, can you please point me to one single verse, just one verse that I can hold on to in this season, that this can be my anthem? And wouldn't you know, he does it every single time. In my experience, he has given me a lifeline every single time that I've asked. And I did this just even the other day. I asked him, God, I just need a verse. I need an anthem that I can hold on to and kind of put as the banner over my life just even in the next week. And he pointed me to Romans 6 verses 3 and 4. And I'm going to read them because I think, honestly, they're, they're these are very personal to me right now. And I think that if you don't feel good, these words, whether, you know, this is a verse or a section that you hold on to, or whether he shows you something different, I think this is just really, really good to remind ourselves of. So Romans 6 verses 3 and 4 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in newness of life. And that is the word of God. And that is, wow, super encouraging to me that one, when I feel dead, (laughs) when I feel like I can't keep going, when I feel like there's a part of me that is just at the end, like it feels like a dead withered plant. That's one to be expected (laughs) because we were never promised a perfect life. And two, this is telling us that when we chose life with Jesus, we chose to die to ourselves. We chose a life where we are baptized into his death. Because on the flip side of that, we too get to walk in newness of life. Jesus was raised from the dead and that means every single piece of us that feels dead or tired or unworthy or whatever the the pieces inside of you feel like we are promised newness of life he is restoring you he is healing you he is working miracles inside of you even if you can't see them right this second and i i don't know i think for me right now that is something that I'm clinging to and holding on to and am just so encouraged to, encouraged by. That phrase, newness of life, oof, that is, that's all I want, is <laughs> newness of life. And friend, he is doing that inside of you. He's doing it for you and he's doing it with you. And so I would just encourage you, choose a song, a, make a playlist, pick a verse, write it down really big on, or just write it down on a sticky note and put it somewhere you can see it or just flip there often and know that this is a personal gift from God. He has given you these words for such a time as this and he loves you and he wants to be with you and he wants to speak with you and just be your father. 
So those are the five steps, the five places I would start when you don't feel good. And I would love, love, love to hear from you if any of these were encouraging or maybe different than you expected, or if you have other ways that really work for you, I would love to hear them. I'd love to hear how we can add to this list, how we can just encourage each other and support each other to keep going, to fight the good fight, and to pursue healthy whole lives together as we're connected to God, ourselves, and each other. I'll see you next week, friend, and I hope you have a wildly well week.